welcome to another episode of Talking with Bungie, the Death by Bungie podcast. I'm going to record this in my Toyota Tacoma, the taco. I'm sitting here in, I'm Rich Wilson, by the way, the host of Death by Bungie, I guess you could say. I'm sitting in the parking lot of one of our local courts, getting ready to go in there. It is currently 7.48 a.m. on December 19th, I believe, right? Yeah, December 19th. Let me double check that. Yes, December 19th. So we're just a few days away from Christmas. I'm very excited about that. And believe it or not, it is snowing. It just started snowing. And I thought, man, this is just a beautiful little thing. I've got 15 minutes or so before I have to head in there. I don't have court until 830. I'll go in and get set up. Everything will run smoothly. I am, just to give you a quick updates here, I am in a new job. I started in the beginning of October in the district attorney's office as an assistant district attorney. We are a county of 60,000 people here in Bradford County, Pennsylvania. We have two judges of the Court of Common Pleas. We have a hearing master, and we have four district magistrate courts spread throughout the county that that office covers. And I'm a lawyer, been a lawyer now for I'm like 26th year, I guess, here. And I'm from Bradford County, grew up here, and I'm so pleased and blessed, and I am so proud of the fact that I am going to be the district attorney come January 1 of 2024. Ran that election in the primary. I defeated my opponent and then was elected in the general election, naturally because I was unopposed by the time the general election came around. So in November, I became the district attorney elect, and I'm very proud of that and excited because this is my life's work, really. Believe it or not, crossbows is not my life's work. Can you believe that? It's my life's passion, maybe. You know, the last 10, 15 years, it certainly has been my passion. And we all have to have hobbies. That's what allows us to do everything else so well. So I don't think I'd be a good lawyer. I don't think I'd be effective. I don't think I would have won an election if I didn't have that release, that outlet for my passion of crossbow hunting and hunting in general in the outdoors and whatnot. I also have a passion for Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee, as you know. So I'm going to drink that here while I get ready for this court appearance. But what I figured I would do in addition to an update, I want to give you an update Tell you quickly how the season went this year. The season went phenomenally well for me. I'm very happy with that. Went to Maryland with Genevieve. I shot two does on the first day there with the OB with Bungie. Took home two nice does for the freezer. Genevieve on that trip killed a two nice does as well and really just had a great time. And she was there when I tracked and found my biggest buck to date. I actually killed a really nice 10-point I'm going to call it a 13 point. How about that? Just without going on a tangent, this is the kind of thing that could be a podcast of its own. But the buck had what I would, what most people would say, 10 scorable points, right? Scorable points, points that are an inch long or longer. And those are points for most of your conservation agencies that set our game regulations, like our Pennsylvania Game Commission, it has to be an inch long in order to count as a point, right? You can't be saying you got three points on one antler unless they're an inch in length. It did, however, have a, uh, three other points that you could hang a ring on. And I had posted this on Facebook because when I was a kid, we didn't care about antler. But there were no antler point restrictions in the 1980s, right? That's a new phenomenon. It's not something that was around when I was a kid. So if you could hang a ring on it, boy, that was a point and we counted it, you know. So 
I made a post about that on Facebook saying, hey, you know, where I, where I grew up, this is a 13-pointer. And it does have 13 points. I mean, there's points, right? And somebody, a few people posted on here, those aren't points, they aren't an inch long. And somebody, God bless them, <laughs> replied, if they're not points, what are they then? <laughs> I thought that was the greatest response. Because come on, they're points. They are points. They're little things that stick off the tine and they're a point. They have a point on the end of them right? Those are points. They may not be an inch long. They may not score according to Boone or Crockett or, you know, Rand McNally or any of those other little agencies or whatever you call them, that kind of garbage. that I don't care about that stuff. That's not what I'm about. That is not something that drives my hunting. If it drives your hunting, good for you. You know what I mean? But that's my 13 pointer. So from now on, that's my 13 pointer. Anyway, my biggest buck ever in Maryland. Very happy with that. Very proud of that. And Genevieve was there for it. She's just as excited as me. We come home to Pennsylvania and I started the job. So I really, that was in September. And then I start the job. So I don't have any time to hunt. So Pennsylvania opens up at the beginning of October. Here we are in prime time, right? October, November, December, the best hunting months of the year. And I am working 60, 70 hours a week. I am not joking. I work every Saturday or Sunday. I work uh, weekends and I, I'm there. I'm at the office as early as six o'clock in the morning, sometimes seven o'clock. And I leave at five, six o'clock at night or something some days, whatever it is, you know. Um, and I don't leave for lunch typically. I eat lunch in the office and I'm working on cases and working on stuff, getting stuff ready so that I can take office in January and hit the ground running and do a good job. I am not complaining at all. I want to be clear about this. I love the work that I do and I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't enjoy it, right? You have to love what you do or you're just not going to do a good job at it. And this is just something, this is my whole professional career has been around doing this kind of work. And this has been kind of a goal of mine, my entire career. So I am very happy about it. So I'm, I'm not complaining at all. I like putting in the hours. I like doing this work. And as time goes on, we will we'll all be in a place, a uh, spot where I don't have to do as much of that. I'm betting because I think over time it will be a little bit uh, easier. We'll have plenty more time to do, uh, you know, some more death by bungee to do the hunting and all that stuff. It's just getting the place set up and doing all the work to get me there that is important at this time. So that is kind of the update. And that's why you haven't heard as much from me on talking with Bungie or on the death by Bungie channel. I'm trying to get a video out every two weeks. That's my goal going forward. I think if I can do that, it keeps the channel active. It keeps people, uh, gives them some death by Bungie content. It keeps you up to date. There's, I have, a gazillion topics to discuss. So there's no shortage of video topics. A couple people recently commented and gave me very good topics. And two of them coming up will be uh, one about veins, right? We're going to do a, a video about veins. And I'm going to do another video about crossbow energy and how much uh, do you need? How much do you want? And can you have too much? Those are two great comments. I haven't even responded to them yet on the YouTube channel, but I will to just to let people know how much I appreciate the comments, but also they're really good comments and good video topics. So those are coming down the road here. With regard to what else can I tell you about as far as an update is concerned? Now, I this is a weird thing, and I'm interested in feedback on this. This would be a video topic as well, really, because I'd like to know people's thoughts on this. But I've talked in my books, I've talked on videos before about being a deer hog versus being a deer snob and all that sort of thing. And this year, shooting two bucks with the SWAT X1, the Enforcer. Yes, the Enforcer. The SWAT X1 finally has a name. It is Bungie 4.0. It's the fourth Bungie family of crossbow uh, member. But it is has a nickname, right? 
the the OB is the the bungeonator there, right? The, the original bungee, the Ford eight N of crossbows, and then I had the slick black Cadillac, right? The cro- that's bungee three the Scorpion Death Stalker, Genevieve's bungee Junior. Uh, I I call that lefty because <laughs> it broke a limb. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Anyway, uh, so we've got that crossbow. And we also have now Bungie 4.0, the Enforcer. So I have, I think that's just a great uh, setup. I really, really love it. I really feel like it's crossbow perfection in this day and age. And the reason I keep using this term now, I want to be clear, I'm not talking about crossbow perfection in the context of my crossbow is better than yours. That is not what I'm saying. And I am not saying that everybody should use the gear that I use. I'm not saying that at all. And anybody who knows Death by Bungie, who follows Death by Bungie, knows that that's not a place from where I come, right? I'm not in the, this is better than yours. I just got done saying I don't count inches on deer and pay attention to scoring and all that stuff. So I am not in a race against other people. Not at all. Not interested in that. I am only competing against myself. And I am only competing to make every year of crossbow hunting more enjoyable than the last. That's really all I'm doing. That's really my only interest. So sure, a really nice buck helps me do that. Two really nice bucks helps me do that. But they aren't necessary because one year I shot a nice black bear and that was really the pinnacle of my crossbow hunting career in a lot of ways to be able to get that done. It took me two years of trips and the expense and the energy and the time and the preparation and research to get that done. And we finally got it done. So there's a lot of ways to enjoy crossbow hunting, right? So, and we all don't have access to 200 inch deer. It's not like that's something that is realistic for me around here or anything like that. So when I talk about being a deer hog versus being a deer snob and all that sort of thing, on one hand, this year, I'm kind of a deer snob because I shot a couple of bucks and I've never done that again. Never had two really nice bucks in the same year. I'm a deer hog though, because Genevieve, between the two of us and me, Genevieve and me come home with six deer total for the season. She got two does, I got two does, and then I got two bucks. That's six deer in the freezer. That's, you know, for probably the, since she's been hunting the last three years or so, since she's been really active with me in the woods, we've had quite a few deer in the freezer. And each year I've been giving away me at the end of the year before the season starts, like in August, September, in order to make room for more deer. And I don't like being in that situation. I really don't like to kill more deer than I can eat. Okay. I think it's wonderful that I'm able to give some away. I do do that. And I I like what I do is I'll run the smoker. I'll cook three, four roasts or something at the same time, provide that to people so that people get a whole bunch of cooked venison sometimes, not just frozen stuff. Because one of the reasons I think people don't like venison is they don't know how to cook it. And if you cook stuff properly, it tastes a lot better. So I try to give away cooked meat these days, you know, stuff that I prepared, like something I've smoked or, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. Give away a meal as opposed to an ingredient for a meal. Does that make sense? So that's kind of what I've been doing. And I think that's good. I'm glad I'm able to do that. But by the same token, I feel kind of guilty shooting more deer than I can eat with my family. So 
I'm playing around with these ideas and I'm not really sure what that means long term, but it means that I probably am done for the season. I'm probably not going back out to shoot more deer because I've, you know, really, we've, we've got to, we've killed enough deer. I have plenty of tags. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of deer. I got done scouting with Genevieve this past weekend, went out both days, Saturday and Sunday, and walked on the state game lands after I'd worked in the morning on Saturday. But I went and walked on the state game lands there to get some exercise and scout a couple of new areas. And holy cow, we found some really, that to me is fun. It's exciting. It's, it gets me excited about next year. Found some oak flats that I can set up in, and it's just a, a neat little experience. So lots of options like that. That's another update for you. Uh, I did kill a nice buck in Pennsylvania when we came back. I only had the weekends to hunt and wow, is it cool when Genevieve had hunted each weekend and I feel bad about this. She had hunted each of the Saturdays, hoping to see a buck in the, on the, uh, the Ridge staging food plot. So she's down here all set up waiting for the big bucks to show up and all that. And nobody ever shows up. And I kept telling her, you're going in there too early. Because right now, that food plot, little clover food plot, is attracting some does and stuff. And you can shoot a doe there if you want to. And she did, in fact, see some does. But you're probably doing more harm than good. And by the time the bucks come around, you really want to wait till the last week of October and start them. You know, we got the first week of November. That's prime time. And sure enough, that first weekend, November 4th, I was asking her. And by that time, she kind of burned herself out. She'd been out there a few times in the mornings and just wasn't real excited about it. Hadn't seen anything. And the scrape that we had there wasn't active, you know, or anything like that. So I told her, I said, November 4th, that's Saturday. I mean, I'm going to hunt. You can hunt in that stand if you want. But if you don't hunt, I'm going to hunt that stand. But if you want to hunt that stand, I'll go somewhere else. Not a big, big deal. And because uh, I know what's going to happen, right? I know what's going to happen. It's November 4th. In 2020, I shot a really nice buck in that food plot. My biggest Pennsylvania buck to date. And nice eight-pointer came in. And when there were some does that morning in the food plot. And I know the history is going to repeat itself because it's that time of year. That's what deer do. Deer are very predictable. They're extremely predictable. Write that down. <laughs> That's so important. People act like deer are magic. I don't know where this comes from. The reality is they're very predictable. If there is a nice buck in the area, he's going to wander up that ridge or somehow make his way to that food plot to check on the does that feed in that food plot that morning. He is going to do it. I know that that is true because it happened last time I did that, right? It happens every time. So I told her that she didn't want to go out. I go out, sit in that tree stand, and sure enough at, uh, you know, Eight o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, was the, the doe comes in there, a couple of does come in, and they're a little cautious, probably because they had been experiencing Genevieve being in and out of there once a week or twice a week, whatever it was. So they probably were a little cautious about that. And they get in the food plot, and then the one doe is looking, and I couldn't tell if she's looking at me or looking down to my right, but then her ears give away the story. Her eyes, you know, because deer have eyes on the sides of their head, kind of, and you can't tell where they're looking. Sometimes they can see you even when they're not really looking at you, if you know what I mean. So I'm not moving. I'm sitting in the tree stand with the enforcer and she starts putting her head looking. And then I see her ears sort of telling me that she is looking down to my right. And I think, well, here it is. This is exactly why I'm out here. We know what's going to happen. We're going to have a buck come up that ridge and he is going to come up and he is going to come in here to inspect that doe and probably try to chase her out of there and she'll leave. 
And then when he's in the food plot, I will shoot him. And wouldn't you know, that's exactly what happened. So there's your update about Pennsylvania. Really nice seven point. And it just, it was like the big, a really, really big seven point. So I'm getting that mounted as well. So Genevieve actually has two bucks from me that she is mounting in her taxidermy studio. And I should remind folks that Genevieve is a taxidermist now. She's a licensed taxidermist in her second year, at least, doing this stuff. She had a, an apprenticeship year. And then she did last year, she did... Uh, probably more than a dozen bucks. I think she did like 16 bucks last year. This year, she got a couple of bears. How cool is that? She did my bear in 2020 and has done uh, now has a couple more bears. She's doing rugs, that sort of thing, and a shoulder mount, a really nice half body mount for, for, a, for a bear. And she's prepared those. We've already made one tannery run going down there to drop off hides to the tannery folks. So uh, we'll have that, those done when those hides come back. She fleshes. She does all the work and preparation, but all taxidermists pretty much use a tannery to professionally tan the hides now. That's that's something the taxidermists don't really do anymore. Um, she is she does that for some real small animals, but that's about it. She did a red squirrel in-house, so to speak. Um, and actually, she she does tan, I think, the, the birds. She does that herself, uh, stuff like that, the pheasants and that sort of thing. And she gets pheasants every year as well. Um, and when we were out scouting, actually, that's an interesting update as well. Scouted a new area, found a very large field full of pheasant hunters. <laughs> so heard some shots and stuff, but we were out in the woods, of course, mostly looking for oak trees and all that fun stuff. So that's what we were doing. And here's another concern that I have. It's not just that I work all the time, that I got all these hours in and everything else and these other obligations. It's also the fact that I'm losing my voice. I talk for a living, so when I'm at work, I'm talking to people on the telephone, in person, in court, over the computer, you name it. Talking stresses my voice, but it's my job, so I do it all day long. And then on top of that, recently, I read, been reading the Death by Bungie Crossbow Method my second book. I'm trying to make an audio book out of that. So people who don't want to sit down and read a 500 page long book with pictures and everything else, those folks will have the opportunity to go and listen to the audio book, right? So I'm, I'm, it's very important to me. So I've been working on that, but it takes time to read that. And it takes like an hour, an hour and a half to sit and read an entire chapter. It wears my voice out. So I'm still doing it, still working on that, but holy cow, that is a stressful proposition as well. So really what I'm getting at here is what I'm hopeful is that my voice will heal. That's why I haven't done an awful lot of these podcast episodes. I have to, the best medicine for my voice is not to use it nonstop and not stress it. So that's what I'm trying to do to make sure that the future of Death by Bungie is secure and I have a voice to do videos and that sort of thing. And also that my voice is uh, good for my job too, because I need that. I don't know what the point of this podcast originally was, what I set out to tell you all about. I don't remember. I think it went well. I think it was a pretty good podcast. It's now 8.03, and I see some cars pulling in and people heading in there. So I think what I'm going to do is take my iced coffee and head into court and start my day. I hope you appreciate this update. More importantly, I hope that you are enjoying your crossbow seasons wherever you are. Oh, one other update, though. One other update. I uh, am planning a trip. I think I'm going to go to Florida and hunt wild hogs. What do you think? I've always wanted to do that. So I'm going to see if I can get that to work out. I brought a calendar with me, the court calendar. So I'm going to look that over and see what options we have because I don't want it to interfere with my January when I take office and when I start that job. It has to sort of coincide with that, if you know what I mean. But 
I've been working so steady that I feel like in January, a short break, take five days or something, fly to Florida, shoot some wild hogs and fly back. Something like that. I think that'd be fun. So let me know your thoughts on any topics covered here. If you have ideas for videos down the road, don't be uh, too nervous about sharing them. Be happy to share them. And you can do that on deathbybungie.com. You can do that on the website there, deathbybungie.com. You can hit me up on the Facebook page, Death by Bungie on Facebook, or of course, leave comments on YouTube videos. I hope all is well with you and yours. Merry Christmas. And until next time, all hail Bungie. Bungie.